If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a sexy week. Wow. Over a single topic. Wow. And from that topic, we get two cups, one topic. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> from that topic, we. Uh, Overfill our cups yes. with ideas and not the kind of visuals that'll make you nauseous and want to throw up. Mm-mm. No, these make you rich. Yeah. Rich with possibility. Rich with money. Because that's what we do, guys. We come up with ideas on a single topic. We put them out on the airways for you, the people, to then take and make. And when you make, you get rich. Like there's no the issue is not that you might get rich with these ideas. No. The issue is you just have to take the ideas and implement the ideas. Yeah. Take, then make. Wait, wake and make. Wake and make. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then you are going to get rich. Yeah. Uh, we know this because we put our ideas through a rigorous vetting process, uh, uh, which we do before the show and during the show. As well, to prove that our ideas are clear money makers based on all the knowledge on how to make money that's out there. We don't ask for any money up front. We are not a one-size-fits-all operation. We, we, you know, when you deal with genius like Noel and I, you have to, you know, you're going to... You're going to get a, a million ideas, and literally a million. I well know at this point 420 or something like that. Ideas, roughly eight hundred. I'm sorry, eight hundred. Right. It's it's a f- roughly eight hundred because I sometimes only get up one. I'm not as genius as Noel. <laughs> um, it's been well documented, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, and then once you're rich, guys, once you're rich, then we think it seems only fair for you to reach out to us, remember us. And do what, no? After you look at your cup and you say, hey, there's no way I could have put all this money in this cup myself. How did how did this cup runneth over so? And you remember. You remember Josh two girls. and Noel, two girls, mm-hmm. who put their essence into that cup and helped you when you needed it most and got you rich. And then... You say, I need to give back, and you give us 10% of everything ever made. You tithe us. That's the deal. If you don't like it, turn it off now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I bet there's no one hitting the turn off button no. on there, whatever it is they turn it off no, on. No, because they'd be a fool. They'd say, wait a second, I could be rich? Yeah. No money up front? And then I just have to give them 10%? <laughs> Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Anyway, Noel. Anyway, obviously there's a very smart listeners that stuck around. 
Yeah, all of the ones that have stuck around Very smart. are super smart. <laughs> They're almost as genius as we are. Well. But not quite. Because they're not the ones coming up with these ideas. Exactly. Water yeah. needs a stream. <laughs> no. Otherwise, it'd just be a puddle, right? Yeah. Sure. But it's all just as wet. <laughs> Literally genius. made no sense. Genius. It, it is genius. 3D chess. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you are playing 3D chess against your president, Donald Trump, yeah. right now. Yeah, checkmate, MoFlo. Yeah, I am really want to watch that game. Oh, boy. From afar. Yeah. From someplace the bombs won't reach. Can we play full tackle 3D chess? Yes. Full contact. Full contact 3D chess. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big dude, though, man. Yeah. He, he might be able to take you out. He's got one cup. <laughs> I bet you he paid to have that that movie filmed. <laughs> Two girls, one cup. You yeah. think that was his thing? I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like his extent is pissing on the bed Obama slept on. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is the fine, that is the length to which he'd go. I feel like putting money up just to watch two girls shit in a cup and no, then because you find out later it was obama's cup oh it was obama's <laughs> number one dad coffee mug yeah yeah they're world's best dad yeah world's best president and then he just had them shit in his cup and then smear it all over themselves yeah uh, that's just a horrible thought i bet you it's true while donald trump sits there we leering. should start that rumor anyone out there We've that's got it just who's now in the rumor community uh-huh get on it the rumor community. Yeah. Oh, man. What a week, my friend. Tell me about it. So we had to go down to Tampa to visit uh, my wife's father, who's not well. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a quick trip because we didn't really have the money to do it. It was because, uh, we're you know, I just want to put it out there. I know that many of you have made a lot of money yeah. off of our ideas. Yeah, we see the construction in the city. Uh-huh, we see the construction in the city. We see the movies on the screen. Yeah. We see the books being published. We see the uh, 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 whatever it may be. Things Furs that are, flying <clears throat> off the shelves. There's plenty of things that, particularly big corporations, we've discussed this in the past, are uh, using our ideas and making it happen super quick, and yeah. they're not giving us a dime. Within weeks, usually, of, of many of our ideas, mm-hmm. especially early on, uh, uh, products came out yeah. that were our ideas. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. Anyway. We should speak in code that only our listeners know. Only our listeners, because that is exactly what we want to do to expand our audience. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. Listen to our show. But first, you have to learn the code. got to learn the code. Yeah. That'll oh boy, all the all the 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 decryptors out there, all the cryptog cryptographers, yeah. those ones who the who break down puzzles. Yeah, the, we should just have one of those things. Are you a robot? If you want to listen, if you want to listen, then you can't be a robot. And how would we corporations? How would they're we not, check they're that not out? Listening, they got robots. Oh, they got robots listening, and then yeah. just just passing that information along. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I think at this point that the heads of corporations are actually listening to our show. Okay. And then they're taking our ideas as if they are their own, and they're getting big raises Mm -hmm. and keeping their jobs as CEOs. Okay. Because they're amping up the profits of their companies. Mm -hmm. Remember the French Revolution is all we say. Yeah, let them eat caca. 
Anyway, <laughs> so we had to go down to Tampa. Yes. Now, I've never been to Tampa. Okay. No offense, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Not some place I'd particularly want to go back to. Okay. But uh, we had a remarkably easy flight down there. It was just sweet. Mm-hmm. It was like we breezed through security. Mm-hmm. We breezed through getting there. We got on the plane. It was a pretty full flight. But remarkably, the third person in our row of three uh, was given an upgrade. So suddenly we had the whole three seats for just the two of us. Excellent. Which was fantastic. Yeah. What a great way to, to travel. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to have to travel in basic economy. There was all sorts of free first-run movies on the, uh, uh, or just barely first, just after first-run movies on the on the video screen. It was a late flight, so people were sleeping through it. There were no kids on the flight. And what was supposed to be a almost three-hour flight ended up being a barely two-hour flight, mm-hmm. just over two hours. And then we got in, and we got our uh, our car super quick and zipped, and you know everything just went super smooth. Mm-hmm. And whenever that happens, I'm fully aware that a shoe is going to drop. Karma. And... Th- the trip back is going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. And usually for me, you know, I don't know if you know this, I tend to be a little reactionary. Oh, what? I know, hard to believe. <laughs> and sometimes I get worked up a little more than I should over things that it shouldn't work me up that much. Okay. So I can say stuff is like, oh, that was a shit show. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't really a shit show. It just kind of sucked. Yeah. I get it. I can be uh, uh, a little over the top. Yeah. Uh, this was a pretty shit show situation. Okay. So we get to the airport, and there are storms. Mm -hmm. Storms, 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 and uh, it delays our boarding, the storms. Then when they start to board us, they start literally yelling at us, just get in and sit down as quickly as possible because there's more weather coming in, and you need to sit down as quickly as possible so we can take off. And we're like, okay. And, you know, everyone's trying to chug on, and it's, uh, it's like a little crazy on the plane, right, yeah. because people are now rushing, and it's like, it's a fucking narrow little plane. Like, there, there's just not a lot you can do. Someone's yeah. putting their thing up there. They're putting their thing up there. A lot of attitude from the, the stews. Yeah. Or whatever they like to call the themselves words. these days. Um, right. Um, the words. Uh, and, and finally, we get seated, but we didn't do it fast enough, and we were stuck on the tarmac for an hour and a half because of the weather. Now, in this particular case, uh, the third person in our seat did not get an upgrade. Okay. In fact, he uh, managed to downgrade our entire experience with the odors coming off of him and out of him at times. Uh-huh. Now, I, I just caught the, the smells. Deb was actually sitting next to him, okay. which was a little rough. Uh, uh, apparently I had my headphones in, but apparently he, uh, talked to himself a lot (laughs) and he would do things like, you know, while we were sitting on the tarmac and he was texting someone and he was, I guess, very worried. He was, he had to go to work that night and he was texting someone, but he was speaking the texts out loud while Mm -hmm. he was texting. Uh, and then he was making phone calls and, uh, all this sort of stuff. And then as, when we took off, he kept falling asleep on her. So it was like a night. It was really bad for her. Yeah. But so hour and a half, we wait on the tarmac, and it's like we're just sitting there. And, you know, of course, it's tight. There's a lot of people. Yeah. We're in the last row. 
which means our seats don't go back. So we're sort of jammed straight up. And because it's the last row, if there's a line of people for the bathroom, you are just getting, I'm in the aisle seat, and I'm just getting whacked, 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 whacked. It's like, okay, whatever, fine, it's okay. We take off, take off's pretty smooth. Halfway through the flight, we start hitting some turbulence. Sure. I'm not talking like light turbulence. I'm pretty heavy. Like heavy turbulence to the point where Deb and I are looking at each other and going like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is happening? You know, like where you're literally like sort of yawing and pitching. And yeah. It's just like really intense. Yeah. And then it smooths out. And we're like, okay, we're, we're cool. We're okay. And uh, they start doing a uh, 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 drink service. And uh, again, we're in the back, so we have to wait for him to get back to us. And it starts pitching and yawing again, and they stop drink service before it gets to us. And they park the things back, and they jump back in their jump seats and lock up again. Uh And that goes on for like 15 more minutes. They come back with the drink carts, and Deb orders a a, a proper drink. Yeah. And uh, just as she gets her drink, the turbulence starts again. And she, she's like trying to chug the drink because she's afraid this fucking drink is going to spill yeah, everywhere. But yeah. of course, it's spilling everywhere while she's doing it. And we're getting banged around, banged around, banged around. And then they sit down. And then there's an announcement that like they're suspending snack service. And I'm like, I'm fucking starving. Yeah. We haven't eaten anything since like 8 o'clock in the morning. And now at this point, it's like 530 at night. Yeah. And uh, or in the evening, and the one thing I was waiting for was my stroop waffle or and or pretzels yeah. that I was going to get. And they suspended service, and we're thinking that it's just going to be for the remainder of the turbulence. Right? The turbulence lasted till twenty minutes before we landed. Ugh. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible experience. And on top of it, I didn't get any fucking snacks. Yeah. They had, on this flight, they had no uh, entertainment system at all. Yeah. It was apparently a thing that they didn't explain very well that the entertainment system was. You had to go on their Wi-Fi and you could get free movies, but they don't let you know that the only way you can do it is if you have the United app. Oh. But you can't get the United app once you're in the air. Sure. You have to do it on the ground when yeah. you have and it. So it was like, it was just awful, man. Yeah. It was really bad. It yeah. was a really unpleasant experience. If uh, Lots of screaming kids, oh. too. Lots of them, like screaming. Yeah. And then freaking out yeah, when, sure. you know, and understandably freaking out and crying. It was bad. Like, I, I've never, I've never been on a flight where they've had to stop food service mm-hmm. because of of the uh turbulence yeah. and i've never been on a flight where the turbulence was so bad for such an extended period you know i've had it where it's like it's hit and it's like whoa that was intense but okay we're back to normal mm-hmm. this is like it hit and it like just wasn't stopping and and you know you could just see everyone's face was like what the fuck this rising sense of panic yeah in the cabin as as this is is happening you know, and I, what didn't help that Deb had before the flight started, she thought she saw some steam coming out of somewhere <laughs> just as we were about to take off. She's like, "Do you see steam?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't see shit." What yeah. are you talking? She said, "No, over there. I swear I saw steam." And then she just spent spent the entire time, like the first five ten minutes of like, going, 
I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, I have a bad feeling. So that just amped it if, up. If you thought you were going to go down when you guys just started making love right right one last time, right on top of Stinky Guy? You know, I was thinking about what I, what what was I going to do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I started thinking was, fuck, someone who isn't deserving of all the money they're going to get from my life insurance policy is going to get it because we haven't changed our life insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to reflect who we want to get the money after we die. Me? Well, it was going to be, but had we died, it wouldn't have been. Get that changed. Yeah, we're going to work on it. (laughs) Um, So that was the first thing that crossed my mind. It was sort of like a fuck. Oh, well, I don't care. I'll be dead. Yeah. Um, Then there was like, I was like, what am I, what is, if we start going down, I have a feeling I'm not going to lose my shit. I'm just going to sort of like grip my wife's hand really tightly. Yeah. And just, you know, sort of lightly pray or hope. Yeah. As I don't think I'll speak to God, but I'll just sort of like wish that we don't die. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh And I'll probably look over and say, I love you, babe. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I can't call anyone to say goodbye to them other than you. But why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. And then I immediately start thinking of like, you know. I wouldn't have answered. Yeah, probably not. You'd be like, how's he fucking (laughs) calling me from from the plane? Then they would, you'd be like, it's Josh's fault that the plane crashed because yeah, he didn't have he his, phone his phone on airplane, yeah. airplane mode. <laughs> um, and, and then I was sort of thinking, like, wow, how's my mother going to find out yeah. that I'm dead? You know what I mean? She's going to get a call. CNN. Th- yeah, right. Well, that's the other thing. It's going to be like, you know. And then I started thinking, well, maybe we won't die and it'll just be like a really terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Like a wheel will break off when we land mm-hmm. and it'll be like a, a real nightmare. Oh, we'd go viral. <clears throat> and then I'd have to call you and yeah. be like, dude, I can't do the show tonight. Yeah, but you would have been on the news <clears throat> and you could have uh-huh. just been like, get rich, quick, professional. Right, exactly. <laughs> I could have held my stickers up and just been yeah. like holding them up in the front of the news things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's like the Baba Booey of a new generation. Yes, it uh-huh. is. We should start that trend too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, people that are in the in the trend uh, sector. Oh wow, you're really <laughs> reaching out to very specific sectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got the uh, we've got the gossip sector. Yeah, the trend sector. Yeah. these are sectors that I've never even heard of before. Oh, they're, they're out they're, there. Oh yeah, you don't know how <laughs> stuff runs. Hey, anyway. if you want to have a shit show off. Yeah. So I went away as well. I went to Michigan to my sister's uh, lake house. Mm-hmm. and That right there makes your trip. I don't care how it began and ended. Yes. I'm just the talking the airport that, Yeah, story. I understand. The fact that you were at a lake house for several days yes. uh, made your trip a thousand times better than It was great. It was great. Uh, but going there, we're in a cab, going to LaGuardia, uh, and when we're near, the, the guy was taking side roads because the, the highway was all backed up, and... When we're near, another cab pulls up to this guy and just goes to him, no, you can't go in. Uh, they're not going to let you in. And so our cab turns around and goes, well, I guess you guys got to get out. What? Because you can't go in. Uh, so we get out, and then he talks to the cab <clears throat> more, and, he find, and the guy's like, no, it's traffic so bad that they aren't allowing cars into the airport anymore. Uh, so we get out, and there's all these people getting kicked out of their cabs, um, and people are like, "Well, I guess we have to walk to the terminal." How far a walk was it? Well, we go, and there's, there's so there's two cops blocking the road uh-huh. to get into the airport. Uh, no one there to tell anyone anything. Right? Did they and shoot anyone? And they're not volunteering anything. Through? And they're like, uh, 
what terminal are you going to? And we tell them, and they're like, just, they're like, you can't, you can't walk there. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And they're, and they'll just, and then they're, and we're like, well, how do we get there? And they're like, well, just go over there. And we're like, okay. And then how are we going to get there? And they're like, a bus will come. And we're like, like they're not volunteering anything. Right, right. And everything is only answering questions that I'm asking directly, uh-huh. right? So, so we do go over there, and a bus does come, and it takes us to not our terminal, but a terminal we could walk to our terminal okay. from. Uh, and then we walk there, and we get. And by the time we got to our gate, I felt like we had found a hidden treasure, right? I really <laughs> did. Uh, and we get there, and we <coughs> sit down. And uh, we're an hour late boarding, and we get on, and the we don't pull out, and the guys, the pilot comes on, and he's like, "Yeah, we're hoping to get out of here pretty soon, but there's gonna be a little bit of a wait to take off, so uh, we are um, we're not gonna pull out from the gate or close the doors because." Legally, then we only have three hours to take off, and we don't know if we're going to make that. <laughs> and sure ah, enough, ah, we ah. sat on that plane for three and a half hours before we took off. And were you allowed to get off the plane? Nope. So they let they sat there with the doors open. Yeah. Not pulled out, but you couldn't get off the plane. Yeah. And they came by at one point and gave one of those little, like almost like shot glasses of water that they have. Uh huh. And a tiny little thing of peanuts, and that that was it. What was your airline? That was Delta. Oh. But I got to give them this: the seats uh-huh. were not tiny. Yeah, Delta. Because otherwise, it would have been torture. Because I was know, in the middle. Delta does not uh, is not on like Expedia or any of those things. I think they do, but but it's full price tickets only. Okay. They don't they don't do discount tickets. We, I think we had that's, cheap tickets. Well, discount through like Expedia or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I you know, cheap is a relative term. Yeah. But uh, uh, from what I understand, this is what I was told ooh, from someone who works on their campaigns, mm-hmm. is that they don't do like the super discount tickets that you'll find on like an Expedia or a, uh, okay. a what do you call it? Like they'll never be at the bottom of that list. Well, you know what I mean? When I'll, I'll, I'll give it this. Price. It was the cheapest ticket to Chicago I've had in a few years because they've gotten crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and then coming back, we were about to take off. And the stewardess comes up and talks to the guy across the aisle from me. And she's like, so I have it on my list that you have uh, a peanut allergy. And he's like, yeah. And and she's like, is it just peanuts? Is it all nuts? Is it airborne? And he's like, I'm pretty allergic. And she's like, okay. And so they didn't give out any food. Because of this guy. Yeah. So no one got food because Nobody of this Nobody on the whole plane got Did food. Did you guys all... Beat him up and throw him out the door? Yeah, we beat him up. We threw him out the How door. How long is the flight from Chicago to, or or vice versa, New uh, York, Chicago? It's only a couple hours. Right. Yeah. Sissies. Yeah. I forgot to mention that on the on once we got off the plane, thinking uh-huh. that this was all done, we got on the air train at Newark, and we go one stop, yeah. and the station is a parking lot station, so yeah. it's not like you can be, like, you're not at a terminal where you can go out and catch a cab or anything yeah. like that. And the doors open, and these people start screaming, everyone off the train, everyone off the train, everyone off the train. Like, what the fuck? No trains are going to Newark Station right now. No trains are going to Newark Station now. Everyone off the train. We're like, Mm -hmm. none at all. It turned out, 
someone, and I don't know how they did it because everything is closed off in yeah. these things. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? You don't have access to the track. Someone either dropped their suitcase Ugh. or threw it on the track somehow. Freaking idiots. And the train ran over it. Yeah. And so they had to go in and remove all of the clothing that had exploded all over the place, like everything that was in the suitcase, and remove it all from the tracks, which took forever. And all these fucking trains, these these tram trains, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a driver. There, I, I, I uh, when we were in Tampa, there, it's just like you know two or three cars with no like driver booth in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I don't know if there's someone like in a in a in a separate place that actually controls the speed and stuff like that, or it's all done electronically. And they have to like rewire everything to stop it from running its patterns. It was very weird. And we sat in this station, and and it just it, people just kept piling up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the train would yeah. pull up, yeah, yeah. and they would just kick people out Ugh. at this stop. And it was like, why are you even doing that? Yeah, why not just, just leave them where they are? Just leave them there. Yeah, because then it can at least make the decision to like go catch a cab yeah. or a bus or whatever the other option is. And so, of course, you know, we were sitting down, and then once they started it, we had to wait for like four trains to get on a train to get to get to New whatever. It was a shit show. You know, I've stuff. been told that there's a shuttle bus you can get from Newark Airport to the path, and then take the path. And well, I'm going to try that next time because that that other train. It's great when you are going there, uh-huh. but coming home, that what exactly what you're saying. Seems to be the common the thing. reg, yeah, yeah. Like the except for the air train, the 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 train. Like we, you get off at Newark Station, you hop on the New Jersey Transit, and you get to Journal Square, and then you switch for the path. And for us, it's perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean. But anyway, for those of you who are not in New York, New Jersey, and yeah. have no idea what we're talking about. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. That anyway, was to no. throw the robots off. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was the code, guys. Yeah. And for those of you that speak the code, you're fucking rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, guys. Yeah. I know it's hard to believe. But buried in there. But buried in there <laughs> was a hint. Yes. If not an outright statement. Yes. Of what the topic is today, Noel. And that topic is. The topic today is snacks. How to munch your way to the top. Financial freedom. Mm. Mm-hmm. So snacks, Noel. Yeah, snacks. You like a nice snack. Who doesn't? You're from Chicago, yeah. my friend. Everyone in Chicago like to Chicagoans. Yeah, a three course meal is a snack. Yeah, a big like yeah yeah a fucking sandwich that could feed three children. Oh, they got some good sandwiches. Yeah, that's yeah. a snack. That's yeah. not a meal. That's like what'd you New have York's for? Got some good sandwiches. What'd you have for lunch? Uh, you know, lunch I had a steak and a baked potato <laughs> yeah. and a pitcher of beer. Yeah. But you know, between breakfast and lunch, I went and I got a couple fucking, brats, a couple brats, yeah, and a Vienna sausage, yeah. and a pie, yeah. Oh, it's very, very Chicago. They know how to eat there, man. That's right. It's my kind of food. Yeah, you guys. So snacks, we love them, we crave them. Snacking between meals is all we want to do as humans, but it makes us fat. Uh, when you really want the one, when you really want us to have a snack. Whatever it is, if it's the perfect thing, it brings so much joy, mm-hmm. right? It does. The wrong one leaves you still craving a snack and feeling crappy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I went on a website and looked up snack failures. 
Uh, there were Swedish fish label, uh, Swedish fish flavored Oreos. What? Yeah, I know. I never even heard of those. There were soda flavored Pop Tarts. Ew. There were uh, pizza cones, and I looked at that and I was saying, like "Oh, Eagles? I would eat that." And there was actually, I remember, there was pizza cones right near my work before we changed offices. Uh, but looking at them, they did look too machine made. Right. But uh, the, but the, the, I'm down with the concept. So is it like a cone of dough that has all the filling, the stuff that's on top inside, yep. so you can sort of eat it like a... Yep. I feel like the balance is off with that, but it that's is. just me. Yeah, but as a concept, I can get behind mm-hmm. it. Um, canned cheeseburgers. What? Uh, canned cheeseburgers. But th- is that a snack? Yeah. It's they're little. Ca- they're like okay. a tuna, tuna oh, like can a slider? Size. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they had... Heinz baked bean frozen pizzas. That's just disgusting. Yeah. And again, a whole pizza snack? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chicago. Just because it has to be. Uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone high protein pudding. I wish that was still around. This one I'd never heard of, and the thought is mind boggling to me. Carbonated yogurt. What? Yeah. Carbonated yogurt. Uh, toaster bacon. Uh, someone at one point tried to market baby food for adults, which my sister would love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and Colgate apparently at one point tried to make Colgate frozen dinners, <laughs> and no one wanted to touch it because they thought it tastes like pe- uh, like what toothpaste. A strange thing for them I know. to do. Uh, but nothing like to slap their name on it. Yeah, I know. I know. So weird. I know. Uh, yeah, just make a different division with like. Yeah, exactly. A different name. Yeah. It makes no sense. Morons. It's like, yeah. I'm going to eat a meal that's maybe good for my teeth. Yeah. Like, I, like, what is the fact that it's got Colgate on it do, yeah. and do Tide. at all? Do you want right. some Tide lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, nothing is more famous as a snack failure than Wow Chips. Wow Potato Chips, Wow Doritos... All the Lay's chips were came out with a Wow line mm-hmm. uh, in the '90s. Wow chips contained Alestra, and Alestra was a fat molecule too large to digest, uh, and it would pass through, not add calories. It actually, in studies, it actually lowered the cholesterol of people that ate. Uh, but if you ate more than the suggested serving of five chips, five chips just the serving everyone eats mm-hmm. of chips uh it caused intestinal cramping and anal leakage aka uncontrollable diarrhea uh well i had a run-in with that when i was younger you've told that story yeah 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 so you can tell it again long story short people. i ate some uh of these chips that my aunt had and the next day i was walking home <laughs> i was like two blocks from my apartment and uh, I was like, oh, I got to go and started walking faster. And I'm like, oh, I really got to go. And I took off running, realized partway I'm not going to make it, hung a Louie into an alley, <laughs> crapped in an alley, threw my underwear, went home in shame. It's And yet you wonder why I ask you to. You know, you have. I think you have all these stories about you shitting your pants. <laughs> but I didn't. I made it. 
You just said you threw your underwear away. Because I didn't have toilet paper, so I pulled them back up, and when oh. I got home, I threw them away. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, the, the diarrhea from these chips were so bad that they had to fortify, the government made them fortify the food with all sorts of extra vitamins to make up for all the ones you poop out. That's and they crazy. had to put on the package that the extra vitamins were to replace what is being drained from your body. And yet they still put this out for a while. For a while. They were out there. And they weren't the only ones using Alestra. Yeah. I mean, WoW was that one specific brand, but everyone was doing it. Yeah. The the dream of the of the fat-free yeah. yet fat-flavored chips, yeah. the calorie-conscious potato chips that taste like real potato mm-hmm. chips, it, it's, it's, the, you know, it's the holy grail of snack food. Yeah. I had maybe 10 of these things, uh-huh. 10, 12. Because I, I knew that, oh, you got to watch out for these things. I'm not going to eat too many. I only had like 10 or 12. In chip language, that's little. That's not even, that's a handful. Yeah. And everyone eats more than a handful yes. of chips. Um, so they tried rebranding themselves a couple times, but people wanted no part. Um, some countries. that was the issue. The issue was the branding. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think they tried to rebrand themselves to try and, oh, no, those were the wow chips that made you poop, not the right. Olean's or whatever. But that's they, my point. You know, the, the, yeah. the issue is not, the, you know, yeah. the, it's, it, the issue isn't the ingredient. Yeah. The issue is the brand. Yeah. Uh, but they did try rebranding a couple times. Uh, people want no parts. Some countries banned it. Uh, and now people were left with lame snacks, uh Calorie-conscious people mm-hmm. were left with lame snacks like rice cakes, mm. which, come on. The worst. Uh, just eat a piece of paper. Yep. Uh, so what is the health-conscious snacker who also has taste buds to do? Right? Well, what if we could bring back Alestra? Right? Okay. Uh, you know, it isn't illegal in the U.S., the <coughs> snack capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they just didn't ever brand it or rebrand it correctly. Right? So what you're going to do out there, you're going to make a Lester snacks. You're going to make a Lester dip. Mm-hmm. You're going to make nacho flavored. Oh, this is the big one. Uh-huh. You're going to make nacho or ranch flavored Olestra mm-hmm. that you can just spread on other snacks. Wow. Right? Like shaving cream, have a can of it. Right? Sure. Why not? Right? It's an oil. Mm-hmm. And you know what is mayonnaise and any mayonnaise yeah. based thing? It's oil. It's fat. Yes, it's, yeah. it's emulsified fat. Yeah, but what you're going to do that's a little bit different is you're going to add in a bit of a drug that'll pucker your butt, uh, pucker your butthole up, uh, give you that little extra foot up uh, when it comes to reaching the toilet in time. And why do people want low local snacks to begin with? Why? Obviously, so they look good naked, right? Mm-hmm. The real reason a lot of people diet and all that. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, <laughs> I was looking uh, at, at ways to, to deal with this olesterness, and I looked at a site uh, <laughs> for people with, um, f- let's just call it fecal incontinence. huh <laughs> Uh, and they had a page of different butt exercises you can do. To hold it in? 
Uh, yeah, to help them hold in their poop. And the big one was butt kegels. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's not really butt kegels, though. Cause they, kegels, they called them. I understand, but yeah. kegels are an actual muscle yeah. that are strengthened by kegel exercises. Yeah, it's still your pelvic floor, which I think is the same muscle. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, if you work your butt kegels, uh, you're going to get a nicer butt. You're going to look better naked. And you're going to market your Alestra snack additive as part of a butt workout regime, right? Uh, this will make you do this exercise, which will give you a good butt. It will lower your calories. Uh, the diarrhea will also impede in the digestion of other foods. So mm-hmm. you can spread this on any other snack, mm-hmm. and you're going to poop that snack out as well. And you've got a low-cal. You're making other snacks low-cal. And you're doing butt exercises. It's a win-win. Uh, you can probably pick up the Alester brand right now for a song. Probably. Uh, and don't run from the rumors. Embrace them. Mm-hmm. Embrace them. Yeah. No, in a, a liquidy, idea. warm embrace. <laughs> that, that is $2 million idea in one cup. It is. That's a solid idea. No, yeah. congratulations. Um, I was thinking about snacks, and I was like, when do people tend to eat snacks a lot, like a lot of snacks? Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to eat it when they're getting tired. Sure. Right? Afternoon. And they, afternoon in the blahs. Um, and it, to give them a little pep to help their memory, to help their learning process, especially students, kids, mm-hmm. right? They do it to help them in school. Right, mm-hmm. and I was looking like if there was any actual uh, uh, evidence to to prove that that helps in any way, and there was a Tufts University did a uh, a, a study mm-hmm. called, and the title of it was the effect of an afternoon confectionery snack on cognitive processes critical to learning, mm-hmm. and uh, confectionery is any sugar, high carb, high carbohydrates. So yep. that could be like a cake or. A candy or something like that. Um, And what they found was that the consumption of confectionery snack in the afternoon actually improved spatial memory. Okay. Okay. Spatial memory, for those that don't know, is the part of the memory responsible for recording information about one's environment and one's orientation. So it's basically your map, Mm -hmm. your inner map, right? Your knowledge of the town you live in, the knowledge of the city you you traverse, mm-hmm. your the routes you drive, all spatial memory. Yeah, how you get around—that's all spatial memory. And I was like, well, that doesn't really help students unless they're map making students or something like that. So it's like, who who would that help? And it came across because we were going down to visit my father-in-law, who uh-huh. is suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm. Um. And when you go to these Alzheimer's dementia wards, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you have to be buzzed in, buzzed out, special codes used. Sure. Because what's the first thing that happens to people suffering from Alzheimer's, and it is the first thing that happens, is they lose spatial awareness. Okay. That's the first part of their memory that starts to go. Their spatial memory, and they start to wander out mm-hmm. and get lost. We've all heard the stories. Sure. And for those who have, 
a parent or a grandparent or a member of their family who uh, has Alzheimer's uh, probably experienced it at one point or another. And that's usually the point where the realization is they can't live at home anymore. Mm -hmm. They need to go someplace. Well, that's a lot of people who have Alzheimer's. 44 million people in the United, in, in, worldwide have Alzheimer's or related dementia. One in 10 Americans over the age of 65 has Alzheimer's. Uh, and they believe that over the next 10 years, or less actually, I think six years really, every state is expected to see at least a 14% rise in the prevalence of Alzheimer's. <coughs> wow. The cost of this... In America alone, the aggregate cost of care by payer for American by payer for Americans age sixty five and older with Alzheimer's disease and other dementias, mm-hmm. Medicare, a hundred thirteen billion dollars a year. Medicaid, mm-hmm. an additional forty one billion dollars a year. Out of pocket, meaning what you pay yeah. uh, out of your own pocket an additional $44 billion a year, and then they have something titled Other, which is $29 billion a year. Yeah. There's a lot of money yeah. in Alzheimer's. Sure. And that's just in this country. Yeah. I mean, imagine, figure the same. Everywhere. There was also something that apparently one, only one out of every four cases of Alzheimer's actually diagnosed correctly as Alzheimer's. So there's, you know, you could theoretically, of the 44 million people worldwide who are f- affected by Alzheimer's, you could theoretically bump that up by four, mm-hmm. right? That's a possibility that that's the case, which would then mean that you would bump up the total spending by four. Yeah. So we're getting into trillions of dollars. Yeah. Well, it seems to me you could save a lot of people a lot of money if you could just keep people with Alzheimer's spatial awareness Mm -hmm. up to par for just a slightly longer period of time, even if it's for a year or two. Give me a year or two, yeah. Yeah, you know the amount of money that would save overall over the course of the rest of their life and just annually? Yeah. So this is what you're going to do, guys. You are going to do an Alzheimer confectionery delivery service. It mm-hmm. will be called Brain Candy. And basically, you are gonna, it's going to be very high sugar, very high carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. And you are going to deliver it uh, uh, to Alzheimer's patients in their homes and in their various places every day. They get one or two. You can charge literally whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Medicare and Medicaid will pay for it. Um, Kids will pay for it, just to, especially people who are going to pay out of their own pocket for for the expensive places for their mom or dad to live. Mm-hmm. They'll be happy to pay you a hundred bucks for your incredible Alzheimer's spatial memory repairing candy snack. Yeah, and if you're real smart, you get it FDA approved, and it's well, of course, medical yes. grade sugar. There you go. And yes. then you're charging you're, yep. medical prices. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's yeah. that's that idea, man. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You guys, Josh already explained. He needs some bread. 
You got to give it to him. You can. You can actually give it to him. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the sponsor button, pledge an amount. Half that money goes to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get to feel like a champ because you are a champ. You've helped the world. You've helped us. If you're some sort of jerk, you can always still go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount, one time or reoccurring. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, not a nickel goes to us. You really showed us. Uh, And you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 organization. You get to feel good about yourself for helping support the arts, support community, uh, support our after-school teen program where we teach kids about radio. Um, All sorts of stuff we're doing, right? Um, If you want to support us without doing that, you can. We think a little bit less of you, but but you can. You can uh, subscribe to the newsletter. You can uh, uh, download the apps. We got iOS. We got Android app. You can listen to all the station live. You can get all the archives of all the shows. Do it, guys. Come on. Uh, if um, If you record a podcast on your own and you need a place to do it, you can... Or you're uh, interested in starting your own podcast, yeah. and you're like, I don't have the equipment. Yeah. And you don't have, you know, in some cases, several hundred dollars. Or more. Or more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like five, six, seven hundred dollars yeah. to buy the equipment to start your own podcast, and you're not sure you just want to dip your toe in. Yeah. I mean, and our studios have actually a lot more than that, too, because they're all four-mic setups. Sure. You can uh, do anything you want in those mics, studios. Good good equipment. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can uh, get Radio Free Brooklyn... Record it in the studios. Uh, they looked it up and put what they thought was the most competitive price they could find out there for mm-hmm. anything of the sort. You have an engineer who does it all for you. Um, and if you book before September, uh, you don't have to record before September. Just book for before September and use the code GRQ. You get a big discount uh, on what's already, as far as we know, the cheapest price around. There you go. There you go, guys. Uh and as thanks for listening to our blabber, 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 we hide another coded way for you to get rich in the middle of the show. Code. No robots allowed. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. The late 1970s were marked by a major shift in toy regulations when it was reported that a young boy tragically choked on the plastic missile of a Battlestar Galactica toy. In response, many toys with projectiles were pulled from the market. Kenner Products had been marketing a rocket-firing Boba Fett as a mail-order special, but his spring-loaded jetpack missile was deemed too likely to cause injury. So it was permanently glued into place. A few firing prototypes managed to survive the purge by Kenner, making this one of the most sought-after Star Wars toys. In 2016, one was listed on eBay for $150,000. There you go, guys. Boba Fett with the shooty bits. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I had all those. I told you this. I'm sure I've told you this. That yeah. my, my godmother was a VP of creative for a big advertising company that did, and she was head of all the Star Wars oh, commercials, awesome. the toy commercials. And so I used to get 
All of them. All of them. You'd have like the guy in the background of the bar. I'd have like two or three of them. You know what wow. I mean? And there were a couple things like I got like the uh, the Death Star uh-huh. that was actually used in the commercial. Oh. And uh, I had all these toys. And they were up here in New York, but I was down in St. Thomas. And they were, I, they were my toys to play with when I came up here. And I was a kid. I used them all. You know what I mean? I lost bits and pieces, whatever. Sure. <clears throat> but when I moved up here when I was 13 years old, my father decided that toys like that were for children mm-hmm. and I'm no longer a child and I had to throw it all away. <sighs> and, you know, if you look at the fact, and, and granted, I understand none of it was in packages, uh-huh. but I guarantee you, I know for a fact that I had all of the toys that shot shit, shot shit. Yeah. So any Star Wars toy that shot shit I had and would be worth, you know, several hundred dollars, if not in some cases several thousand out of the package and used. You know what I mean? Um, And he made me throw it all away. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say, you know, just because everything was used, I probably had ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 worth of toys in there that had they been in pristine condition, had they still been in the packages, would be worth God knows how much. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least you had them. I did. I enjoyed playing with them. I was very sad he made me throw them away. I didn't understand it. Yeah. And I still don't. Yeah. It's uh, you know, old school thinking. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, we gotta put the we gotta put the pedal to the metal. Put the pedal to the we metal. Did too much airplane talk at the mm-hmm. top of the show. Uh, you guys. What snack is the most iconic snack for kids? Well, in my opinion, there's only one answer for that, and that is lunchables. Right, yeah, they're the little iconic. packets with the, mm-hmm. you know, Velveeta crackers cheese. and a little bit of cheese and some meaty things, yeah. some fake meat. Yeah, um, and maybe it's just because they came out, came to the scene a little bit too late for me, so I was a little bit too old to be having those kind of snacks. Did you wish that you could lunch. though? Did you feel always, like you missed out on something? Well, I always had a, a mixed feeling about them. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of appalled by them <laughs> and kind of allured to them. Yep. Um, and whenever I've tried them, I've been disappointed, but it never, it never quenched that same mm-hmm. half a lure, half a, a pall of them, right? Uh, they're made for kids, uh, making them so unlucky and yet so lucky at the same time, <laughs> right? Uh, how can we make them better, right? Uh, the one thing that I thought of that people have tried to do to try and make them better, make them for adults, is uh, you can get now, you know, those those little packets of hummus with crackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like, I guess, a take on that. <laughs> but, you know, eh, eh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be delicious. It needs to be for adults. So I thought of different possibilities, and I started rifling through them. Uh, if you take any of these possibilities, you owe us money. Uh, so I thought of one you could have, and and they're all with the concept of you got the goop on one side and the salt on the other side, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I thought of a grilled cheese and tomato soup you could have in there. Um, toss it in the microwave maybe for a minute, mm-hmm. heat it all up. I thought of an artichoke, artichoke dip and some sort of... Uh, Crackers on the other side, mm-hmm. um, pate and French bread, mm-hmm. and all these things. I thought they're getting closer 
but they're not perfect. They lose the original appeal, and then it hit me. It hit me. Uh, And we have discussed the marketing genius of this food before several times. And what we're talking about, I'm sure all our full-time listeners get it by now. We're talking about fondue. (laughs) The food created by the Swiss cheese industry to promote cheese uh, and marketed as a traditional Swiss food when it was not. Uh, Marketing genius right there. So delicious. You're going to have runny Emmenthal and Gruyere on one side, delicious bread on the other. Instead of that orange plastic stick for spreading the Velveeta, you're going to have uh, orange plastic spears that harken back to I that you got to watch out for the plastic, though, because that cheese gets so hot. No. Chemicals. Oh, It doesn't course. need yeah. to be hot. It needs to be runny, right? Uh, if you want, you can also make a <laughs> chocolate one. Uh, with little fruit bits on one side or cake. You can't do the meat one, though, because that's oil. No, no meat. Got to cook that meat. We're talking cheese and bread, Mm -hmm. chocolate and fruit, or sponge cake. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what you're going to do. You're going to make a lot of money. Uh, It's going to be a little processed. It's not going to be fresh off the the fish, uh, off the cheese tree. I don't care. Yeah, no. It's going to be good. Yeah. It you know is. all those all those mini baby bells. Mm-hmm. Those are all <coughs> processed. Sure, of course they're they good. Are. <coughs> Solid idea, no? Yeah. Uh, so we don't have a lot of time here. I'm just going to blow through this one really yeah. quick. But you know, who snacks more than anyone else? Athletes snack more than anyone else. Okay. Who snacks most of all the athletes? Well, it's got to be marathoners. Yeah. And Ironman triathletes. Okay. Sure. Right. Uh, uh, or long distance anybody, yep. anyone who's doing crazy long distance thing, right? They need to keep the energy up. They mm-hmm. eat and drink throughout the whole thing. What do they eat? They eat that goo, goo. shit, yeah. right? It's just like processed carbohydrates thing, but they have to carry them with them, uh-huh. right? And they're little hip packs. And what does anything that you have to carry do? It adds weight to you. Yep. You don't want that, nope. right? Um. <clears throat> And you have to carry all these little packets, and you slow down while you're trying to open them up and then suck them out. And then you have to open another one up and suck them out. Mm-hmm. Now, I've sort of seen a, a, a way that people have gotten around, like carrying tons of water bottles with them when they run, is these camelback mm-hmm. uh, backpacks, which have the water and the little hose, and you suck it out, and then it, you know, the water goes down, but it's got a bladder in it, and it ties to your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, that's interesting, and what can we do about that with food? And then I was looking at, uh, uh, I was watching a show about about people with major eating disorders. Yeah. And what the hospitals do for them is they put a catheter in their stomach and they actually Ooh. pump food into their stomach. So Ooh. they have food because they won't chew. Yeah. You know what I mean? They refuse to do it. And yeah, this way yeah. they cannot refuse to eat. They actually will have stuff, you know, processed up and, and pumped into their stomach through yeah. this catheter in their stomach. So this is what you're going to do, guys. Okay. You're going to fill up camelbacks with goo, put catheters in these athletes' stomach, <laughs> and as they run, yeah. whenever they need a boost, they can just squeeze it in. Or you could even set it up on a timer yeah. that there's an actual pump on there, yeah. and it'll just constantly pumping in so they Slow never trickle. run out of energy. Yeah. And it seems extreme, but extreme athletes will do extreme things to make their sport. Yeah. 
to be better at their sport. And you their can toenails charge, fall off yeah, when they do a marathon. Exactly. They there don't are care. extreme. Ultra marathoners, the guys who ride, run 100 to 200 miles in a day. They have no nipples. They have no nipples. They have no toenails. Yeah. They, I mean, how they don't have uh, their feet are just giant blisters, yeah. but they need that energy. Why wouldn't they put a catheter in their stomach yeah. to pump food into them, to pump energy yeah. into them to keep them going on a constant basis. That's good. So That's fantastic. Go. You guys, if you want to reach out to Josh, tell him how fantastic that was. You can be on Twitter at GRQ Josh Knoll. Uh, you can email him at GRQ with Josh Knoll at gmail.com. Get him on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Knoll. You can go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Actually, anywhere where you get podcasts, you can do that. Uh, if you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get around her. Get there early. Listen, arts are seen, which I'm sure some of you already just did. Uh, and then stick around later. Listen to reruns of some sort, uh, <laughs> which will be aired after us. Uh, you guys, you got a lot of money in your pockets. What are you going to do? Josh scours the internet for ways for you to get rid of it. Tell him, Josh. Saudi Prince Al-Walid is an avid automobile collector. For the 38th piece in his collection, he decided to get something special, which led to the extravagant purchase of this one-of-a-kind vehicle. He bought a diamond-encrusted Mercedes-Benz. Amongst other jewels, the car is decorated with Swarovski crystals. The body, the tailpipe, the wheel rims, the logo, and even the door handles are covered in diamonds, making this one of the world's most expensive cars, and certainly the most luxurious one. The prince paid $48 million for his prized possession. Reportedly, he is actually earning money off of it, as he allegedly charges $1,000 for letting a person come close to the car and touch it. What do, you, what do you think you would charge someone to fuck in it? A lot. Really? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you can make a fortune. Yeah. Like, someone says, I want to have sex with my wife in this diamond-encrusted Mercedes yeah, Benz. Go for it. I like that when he talked about the other jewels that were on it, mm -hmm. the thing he pointed he specifically mentioned was the Swarovski crystal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, that's yeah. an interesting choice. Uh I love that guy's <laughs> voice. Mm -hmm. He sounds like Bill Arnett. Uh you guys, our ideas are great. How do you know they're worth quitting your job, taking out loans, spending your kids' college fund, uh, leaving your wife, leaving your friends, isolating yourself from everything you know and love? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Where do our rules come from this week, Josh? Uh, today's rules, top 10 secrets of getting rich by Philip E. Humbert. My Humbert E. Humbert. Uh-huh. Number one. Yes. Get a life. Get a life. Get some snacks. Put some life in your life. And go for a run. <laughs> That's right. So we're one for one. Yeah. Uh, we're getting rich, guys. So once again for Josh. <laughs> no, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Quick. This is my lucky day. So stick 